Yo, 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 it's NFL Draft Week, which means a lot of content, a lot of videos, and a lot of guests on the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. Before I bring in my uh, Buffalo Bills friend, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my draft content, all my videos. Got a Jags video that I'll be posting soon, so check that out. Also, check out the Big D podcast on Spotify, and Apple. So if you can see, there's all kinds of Jim Kelly, Mark Levy, Thurman Thomas, Steve Tasker videos, which means only one thing. My friend uh, Jeff Bell, a.k.a. the, uh, <laughs> Buff- the uh, one of the biggest Buffalo Bills fan- Bill fans I know is uh, joining us. Jeff, uh, you need a Josh Allen video, a picture on the wall. I do. I need to get there. Yeah. You know, I've got my old school bills behind me, but I need to figure out a way to work Josh Allen in what's going on here. <laughs> wait, wait till he plays in four Super Bowls and Josh Allen's going to be all over that wall. You better believe it. Yeah. You know, we came so close last year. I thought maybe last year was going to be the year, but we're, we're going to be back. And, and so I'm, I'm ready for football season to start. You know, the draft is like the first marker that you know, we're getting there. So it's exciting that we're finally in draft week. Yeah. So uh, the Buffalo Bills head into Thursday's draft with the 25th overall pick. So uh, obviously it's a much different scenario from where you guys are drafting and where my Jags are drafting at number one. But uh, at 25, heading into the draft, what positions do you think the Bills should address? You look at the big premium positions, they could probably use to add a wide receiver to that wide receiver room. Um, a corner is a real need right now. I think they have to walk out of the draft addressing cornerback. Um, I'm, I'd kind of like them to get Brees Hall. I think it'd be fun to finally get a really good running back. It's been a couple of years since we've had a great running back in Buffalo. So that would be a fun move. But I, I really kind of... The, the thing of it is, is they've got more draft picks right now than are going to make their roster. And so I think that they might be in a position to make an aggressive move up the trade board, right up, up the draft board right now. And there's um, been talk like this week that teams really want to trade back, but nobody's really calling to trade up. So that might be a situation where if you are able to go up and get a great cornerback or get a great pass rusher, a great wide receiver, I think they're in a position to do that. I mean, where you are at 25, I mean, could all five or six of the top wide receivers being gone, being uh, uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, Rick London from Southern Cal, Burks from Arkansas, Jameson Williams from Alabama, and Chris Olave, the other Ohio State wide receiver, be gone? There's a distinctive possibility all five of them could be gone. They could be. And, you know, I think that there's probably two cornerbacks in this draft between Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley that you really like. Uh, then it there's a little bit of drop-off, I think, after those guys. Uh, and then pass rushers. There's a lot of good pass rushers in this draft, and they've taken pass rushers the last couple of years, so maybe that's not a real need for them. But just looking at positions that usually go in the first round, and those are kind of the checkpoints because, you know, we don't need to go quarterback in the first round, that's for sure. Yeah, I can confirm the Buffalo Bills do not need a franchise quarterback because you've got one. But uh, if you look at some of these guys, I mean, you look at Buffalo at Josh Allen, he can throw the ball literally from Buffalo 
to uh, where you live in Ohio right now. He's got that big gun on. So uh, to me, I think the if the Bills go wide receiver, I think a speed guy makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've got days who can be a possession and a speed guy. But and uh, I really like Gabriel Davis, by the way, sneaky, sneaky hot. Uh, I think Gabriel Davis could be a dynasty doling this year. But uh, I think one of these speed guys makes a lot of sense, whether it be at 25 or move up the draft. Yeah, I think you have to, especially Jamison Williams would be a guy that I'd love to get. He was a I'm an Ohio State fan, so he was at Ohio State for a while, and he wasn't able to crack that rotation. But pairing his speed with Josh Allen's arm would be great, but I think that that would have to be an aggressive move because it kind of sounds like he might be the first wide receiver drafted. Yeah, I mean, if not for the Tony ACL in the National Championship game, I think Jamison Williams the top probably five pick, but uh, even with the 20 ACM from everything I'm hearing, I think Jameson Williams would be fine. And uh, I think he, I think he still could be a top 10 pick because you look at teams, maybe not in the first half, of the top 10, but at the back half, you, uh, Atlanta, probably not Seattle, but uh, the New York Jets at 10 could be very interesting. I think the Washington commanders or what, oh, Commanders or whatever team name they would be by Thursday's draft could be in for wide receiver. And then you look at uh, teams with multiple picks. I mean, Green Bay needs one. I think the Chiefs could use one. But, you know, it seems like there's going to be a run on wide receivers. There's seemingly been a run on wide receivers, and I think there'll be one this year. Yeah, and and that's, you know, a lot of teams going to starting three wide receivers or playing three wide receivers in their base packages kind of forced that. The third wide receiver went from being a guy that just came in on passing downs, whatever, however many years ago, to a guy that doesn't leave the field. And offenses have changed in that, and that's created, you know, you need three starting wide receivers now. You don't just need two. And there's definitely a handful of teams the other thing, the way that wide receivers and contracts of wide receivers have dominated the offseason, you saw Devontae Adams getting traded, Tyreek Hill getting traded, Debo Samuel might be getting traded, and, and them all getting new contracts. Stefan Diggs, my guy, getting a new contract. To get a wide receiver in the first round and you've got five years on that rookie contract is kind of a big deal. And so I think that you're going to see a lot. That's kind of where the talent lands in this draft as well at the wide receiver position. There are teams that need them there. They dictate the market. It's really almost become maybe the second highest paid position in football right now, the way the NFL is trending. So to get a cheap, good one, that's going to start right away. And that's the other thing we've seen players like Jim, Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase coming in in their rookie season. Cause this used to be a position that you kind of had to wait for a player to develop and get production out of them. Not anymore. You know, these rookies are able to come right in and make a huge impact. And that's where, you know, I, I really like Gabe Davis and obviously Stefan Diggs is excellent, but they could really stand to use another body there. And, and so that might be a position to watch. I'm glad you mentioned Justin Jefferson and uh, Jamal Chase because wide receivers used to basically just sit on the bench of rookie year. But now, oh, I just break all the records. I score touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I'm like, <laughs> goodness right so i think there's going to be one i think there's going to be multiple impact guys and not just first round there could be second third whatever rounds because seemingly wide receivers are becoming more and more important 
But uh, to me, even a wide receiver is becoming sexier and sexier. I can't believe I'm using that. But uh, but uh, I think the Bills' biggest needs defensive back because, yes, Tredavis White's coming off for torn ACL, but even with White, I think the Bills, I think the Bills, especially against these pass-happy teams, whether it be a Kansas City, a Tampa, or Los Angeles, could struggle with their secondary. I think defensive, I think cornerback is a bigger need than wide receiver. Yeah, and it really kind of goes to the like, how do you want to play football? You know, do you do you want to be the team that's going to score sixty five points and make a team chase you, or do you want to try to slow the other team down a little bit? And they're kind of in that position where they could go either way. You know, Kansas City wasn't stopping them in the second half of that playoff game. Unfortunately, they weren't stopping Kansas City either. They did lose Levi Wallace in free agency, and he was really that second starting quarterback. Now, outside of White, they haven't traditionally used draft resources on cornerback. They kind of they have White as as the main franchise cornerback, and and they kind of got by by drafting guys that were developmental players later, and and they hit on Levi Wallace making an impact there. But I do agree, you know, Tre'Davious White, he's starting to get towards he's been in the league for a decent amount now. And so he's kind of ticking up there in age. And so to bring in a young corner that can fill that second cornerback role and potentially take over for him long time as, as the lead cornerback, I think it's a big need. The question would be, is that type of player going to be there at 25? And, and I think that's probably a pretty fair question with this draft class. Because you look at the two top cornerbacks in all likelihood, Saul Scullander is going to be a top 10 pick. He, he looks like, he looks every part of number one corner. And uh, Derek Stingley Jr., the uh, Bayou Bengal, is so intriguing because everybody remembers him from 2019. But yet he barely, he's barely played the last couple of years. So is he more that 2019 guy where nobody could – where he was the top cornerback in college football – or is he more of the injury-prone guy where he's more of a gamble than a sure thing? I tend to lead on 2019. I think that when you look at that, you know, that was the national championship team, and he shined as a, a true freshman. And things really fell apart at LSU after that season. You know, Ed Ordron went from being the darling of the town to he's out of a job now. And, and Stingley got injured this summer before the season. He really toughed out portions of the season to get out there and play. And, but I think you go back and, and the reality of it is if that guy from 2019 had never gone away a little bit, you know, we'd be talking about him potentially being a top three pick. I mean, even Jaguars might even be considering taking him the way that he looked in 2019. But yeah, the, those injuries have really put a damper on his last couple of years. But he, he was able to run the 40, he ran like a 4.35 or something, 4.39, I believe it was. Um, but he ran very well in the 40, and so that got people excited about his talent again. And, and you see the tape, especially from 2019, when he looks like he's going to be the next Deion Sanders, whoever might be, you know, shut down cornerback in the league that we don't really see a lot of in the NFL. Yeah, and plus, I mean, 2020 was such a weird year in college football because there yeah. were, were inconsistencies of whether the season be played. And and plus, LSU lost a ton for that after championship team. So, I mean, 
and some guys just have injuries, and hopefully Stingley will be healthy because I love watching that kid play. Yeah, he's a, he's excellent, and yeah, I hope the same. You know, we always hope that everybody can be healthy and we get the very best of them in their careers. But he's definitely a guy that what he showed in the past. I mean, it's a special talent, and I'd I'd love that the Bills got aggressive and went up and got him. But I don't know. It sounds like he might be pretty well locked in the top ten too, from what I'm hearing lately. So we'll have to see where he ends up. So uh, when you look at teams that have drafted well the past four or five years, I mean, we look at, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, the trying to think some of these good teams, the Baltimore Ravens continuously draft well, Pittsburgh Steelers historically draft well. But to me, the Buffalo Bills have become a drafting machine since Brandon Bean took over because while teams have hit or misses, Buffalo gets a ton of hits with its picks. I mean, how about how about Buffalo's last five first round picks? Tredavious White, Tremaine Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, and oh wait, I forgot somebody. Oh wait, that guy, that guy, that Josh Allen guy. Yeah, and anytime you hit on what might be the best quarterback in football, you know, you get a lot of free passes with the rest of the stuff. But it does look like, you know, they loaded up that defense with the other first-round picks, and and they've been aggressive. They've done well in free agency. They To get Micah Hyde and, and, and uh, Jordan Poyer are one of the best safety combinations in the league. Both of those guys were really overlooked in free agency when they signed them. And then you have the trade that, I mean, you look at that draft record, it could be even better because it could be just Jefferson, but they traded that first round pick for Stefan Diggs. So, you know, I, I think that you're pretty happy to have Stefan Diggs on the team, but there's always going to be that question of, well, what if, you know, what if we had Justin Jefferson for Josh Allen most of his career too? But, you know, I think that Diggs probably helped to aid in the development of Josh Allen. He really broke out after he arrived. But yeah, you got to be happy with what they've done in the draft. Yeah, I mean, that digs for Jefferson trade might have actually worked out for both guys because I don't know, I'm sure Jefferson would have been on the field that early in Buffalo. And Diggs, and Diggs was really good in Minnesota and hit a notch higher in Buffalo. He did, yeah. There's always that question of, you know, if Justin Jefferson, if he's a – you know, if Josh Allen doesn't have Stefan Diggs that season and he broke out to lean on, does – is he still make that leap up to the level of play that we saw because coming into that season, you know, it's been great the last couple of seasons with Allen, but there were some still some major questions on if he's going to be that, that level of quarterback that we've seen him become. And and so it, it's always hard to go down the what if and, and wonder if having that veteran wide receiver that he can go to and digs, was a, a major factor in his development or if he would have developed anyways, and he would have been able to bring Justin Jefferson along. So, uh, in, so uh, a name you mentioned earlier, Brees Hall, the Iowa state running back intrigues me because lately running backs just don't go in the first round. And to me, I like Devin Singletary, but I, but I can understand what you thinking Brees Hall. So explain why you think the Bills could consider drafting Hall, particularly if all the top wide receivers or maybe the guys Buffalo would want, wide receivers, corners, 
and pass rushers are going Thursday night. Yeah, so we know that there are 32 first-round picks, but the reality of it is, is usually when teams grade out, they'll grade players as first-round picks, and it usually ends up be somewhere between 16 to 20 players that a team will consider be to be worth a first-round pick. With the Bills sitting at 25, that opens up a there's a very big range usually in the draft between like once you get past those like 15, 16, 20 first round pick players, then you're really looking at a guy that could go one team could take a guy at 23 that another team would take at 52. And you just have a very big group of talent there. And and I think that traditionally you haven't seen running backs go in the first round, partially because teams have teams really chase need in the draft. And so that's part of it. And I think that you, it's hard for a team to admit that a running back is a big need just because the devaluation of the, of the position throughout the league, we have seen a couple, you know, last year we saw Najee Harris. We saw Travis Etienne go in the first round and Javante Williams go right at the end, right at the beginning of the second round. So they're all in that range where you would consider taking Brees Hall and, and it really just comes down to this isn't a draft that I think people are a lot of people are very excited about the talent. But once you get past that group that you've got a first round grade on, you, you know, you can feel comfortable taking a guy at 25 that you might be available to take at 45. You know, you never know how it's going to work out, but you can't always make those moves down and you know you might lose that player. And so if they consider Brees Hall to be a major addition to the team, then I think that 25 is a fine pick to take him there. I mean, he, I mean, do you worry about his uh, workload? Because seemingly all just got carry after carry at Iowa State. And yeah, and yeah, he never got hurt in college. And uh, we've seen John Taylor get a ton of work at Wisconsin and seemingly not have a problem in Indianapolis. Could that be what Brees Hall could be? Or could Brees Hall, because to me, I think Brees Hall's got a little bit more quickness. I'm not sure he's John and Taylor power-wise, but I think Hall may have a little more giddy-up. Yeah, you know, I think it'd probably be one thing if he were playing in the SEC and getting the load that he was getting. The Big 12 is not exactly known for their defense and tackling, so that kind of gives me a little bit of of ease there. But, you know, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, and and we've seen other running backs that have taken major workloads in college football, and they continue to roll through the NFL. And so – Henry? Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry, absolutely. Derrick Henry, that that guy, he's – in high school, I think he was running the ball like 50 times a game. So, I mean, he's, he's been okay. Um, but, yeah, and no, I I don't think that that's something that I'm overly concerned about. My, I'd be more concerned about he's shown some ability to contribute in the passing game, but is he a go-to type receiver out of the backfield that you feel more comfortable with? You know, like a guy like Najee Harris last year, we know that he's very good out of the uh, in the passing game. And so Brees Hall has shown function, but he's, I don't know that he's a natural receiver like Najee Harris worked himself into being. Yeah, it's just going to be fascinating because uh, because I'm sure if the Bills take Brees Hall, no Kuypers probably go, go into his spiel and say, well, those teams should have drafted a running back in the first round. I'm like, so wait, you think the uh, 
I mean, maybe last year, but you think the Cowboys regret taking Zeke Elliott or maybe the Panthers take a, took a Christian McCaffrey? I mean, sometimes a running back is worthy of a top 10 pick. I mean, even Peterson put up big numbers in Minnesota. I mean, sometimes yeah. a running back, especially in a, in a draft where there's not a Josh Allen, there's not a Trevor Lawrence, could sneak in the first round. Yeah, you know, I think you hit on the point there perfectly at the end, talking about just the amount of talent in this draft, and and um, it, it's it really just comes down to that, and and you know, it's kind of silly because it's so you, you're not supposed to take a running back in the first round, but if they had pick thirty five instead of pick twenty five, you're you're fine taking a running back there type thing, where it's kind of, you know, if you believe the guy's a, a, an elite talent, then then go ahead and grab it. So speaking of quarterbacks, seemingly, I mean, the Bills aren't going to be drafting one, but what are the odds that potentially a quarterback's not taken until Pittsburgh is on the clock at 20? I think they're high. I think they're higher than people realize. And I did a mock draft for football guys that I released this past week that I had. By the way, by the way, by the way, I've got one question. Who was your number one pick? In my mock draft? Yeah. It was it uh okay. I had Hutchinson, but I it really sounds today's news, it really sounds like they're going Walker. But it the things that I've heard is the owner wants Hutchinson and Trent Balky wants Walker. And so they're kind of in a standoff between the two of them, which you know, in my mind, if I'm owning the football team, I, I'm getting the player that I want, like at number one. But um, so at some point, you also have to let the guy do his job that you've hired to do his job. But but uh, yeah, I had Malik Willis at 20 to the Steelers in that mock draft that I did. And, and I, just, I think it's a real possibility that um, I, I think that when you look at this quarterback class, it's the type where to take a, a quarterback with your first pick, that's really going to define your draft and, and GMs are very risk adverse. And so I think you might see a situation where uh, instead of taking the quarterback with the first pick that you have, you go ahead and take a position player with that pick. That way, you know, your that quarterback, you can swing around the second time you're on the clock and, and grab the quarterback. And then the quarterback's not going to define your entire draft hall versus rolling the dice on somebody that you're really just not sold on the talent. Yeah, this is, to be honest, this is one of the weirdest quarterback drafts I can remember because there's no franchise guys. I mean, yeah, everybody can, yeah, some people say Kenny Pickett played at Pittsburgh. The Steelers know he was practically in Pittsburgh's buildings. But I think Pickett's okay. I think Willis has got the biggest upside. But... I don't think he's I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's Justin Fields. I don't think he's Troy Lance. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think he's Zach Wilson. I think Malik Wolf yeah. can be really good, but I don't think he can be those guys. I mean, if Malik Wolves would have been in last year's draft, probably not a first rounder. Yeah, and you know, you, the Jaguars are the team that really suffers because while you don't need a franchise quarterback, the ability to trade that number one, if they're a franchise quarterback was sitting there and, you know, you get 
multiple future firsts and and whatever it is i mean that could have been a franchise makeover instead you end up with a defensive lineman that you know it seems like half the building isn't exactly sold on oh come on now you're throwing my team under the bus because cj stroud and bryce Jones aren't available for another year why couldn't we have yeah the one year that my jacks have the have the number one pick and would and there's not a quarterback to even want to trade for now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have to give it to you a little bit because, you know, you guys beat us last year. And and so, I, I don't know. You guys just have our number. And I don't really understand it, but it is and what have, it is. And we have Indianapolis's number because I think the Jackals have won seven or eight straight home games against the Colts. Sorry, Indianapolis. We beat you for only win in 2020, and we, be, and we knocked out of the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure the Colts fans are feeling a little bit, probably feeling a little bit like I feel, but probably a little bit worse. Yeah, they thought. Yeah, I bet you Jim Irsay was thinking, was uh, vomiting after watching Carson Wentz get sacked and throw picks week 18. Well, they traded him right away, so I think yeah, that probably uh, says everything. <laughs> they got him off the team the first chance they could. <laughs> so to me. This draft reminds me a lot of 2013. And my trivia question for you, Jeff, is who did the Buffalo Bills take with the 16th pick in the 2013 NFL draft? Well, you're killing me here because he, you know, I, you know, I know the answer. And, and so they traded back with the Rams and they took EJ Manuel at that pick. And, and I remember EJ Manuel's first training camp practice he threw a ball and it hit the hospitality tent. <laughs> and so that's a, a pick that will live in infamy. But, you know, fortunately, we can put the kibosh on that now because we got Josh Allen. But there was a long time there before we had some good quarterback play. Hey, hey, do you remember Elvis Gerback when he came, when he went from, I think, Kansas City to Baltimore after Trent Dilfer left? And I think he threw a pass so so bad and like hit somebody in a golf cart. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the quarterback carousel is always fun to play. It is, yeah, yeah. Now that we're off it though. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, now you won't be drafting one for a while. So, is there one position you think the Bills should have to address on Thursday night? Are you okay with what? being company do? I mean, I trust them. Uh, you know, we're at the point now where um, for you can probably relate a little bit when you're a bad a fan of a bad football team, you feel like you could do a better job with the GM when you're sitting there on draft day. I'm at the point now where I trust what they're going to do. And, and if they do something that I don't know that I agree with, I've seen it work out before. So um, you know, I wasn't exactly all in on Josh Allen when we picked him. So uh, I, I'm pretty thrilled to, to end up where, where we, where we ended up. Um, but I trust them, but I do think that they need to get a cornerback. I think that they really need to walk out with a cornerback at some point, somebody in, in day, if it's not the first round, somebody in the second or third round day two that can come in and, and really add to that room. Yep. And uh, if you're going to face uh, Kansas city, L.A., Denver, Las Vegas, Cincinnati. Guess what? Instead of meeting two cornerbacks, 
you need three. Like teams need three wide receivers. Guess what? Teams are going to need three cornerbacks. They do. They you're very much right there. So uh, thanks for hopping on, Jeff. We wish you Bills well, and uh, maybe this year instead of losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bills will be as Chris Berman would say, soaking the wagons in Glendale, Arizona. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm there for it. I'm ready for football season to come around. And thank you so much for inviting me on. Uh, it's always a joy and a pleasure to talk to you. So I really appreciate it. And best of luck to your Jaguars as well. Let's get this thing rolling. And, you know, you got a win div- winnable division there. And if Trevor Lawrence gets it all together, then you, you, you'll be having more fun than you realize before you know it. So. Yeah, at least we won't have Robert Myers, our coach, this year. No, he's, he's very gone. <laughs>